You're listening to Season 2, Episode 15 of the Cowgirl Confessions Podcast, featuring Nikki Callison with Callison Ranch Beef. Hey y'all and welcome. You're listening to the Cowgirl Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Dakota Dawn Johnson, small town cowgirl with Southern roots, blazing a trail as a Midwest ranch wife, mama, and businesswoman. The mission of Cowgirl Confessions is to share the wonderfully wild and Western life stories of cowgirls from all walks of life. We'll talk about the highs, the lows, and everything in between when it comes to navigating careers, cowboys, kids, and cattle. Legendary cowgirl Dell Evans said it best, Cowgirl is a pioneer spirit, a special brand of American courage. The cowgirl faces life head on, lives by her own lights, and makes no excuses. Cowgirls take stands, they speak up, they defend the things they hold dear. A cowgirl might be a rancher, a barrel racer, a bull rider, or an actress, but she's just as likely to be a checker at the local Winn-Dixie, a full-time mother, a banker, an attorney, or an astronaut. If you're into wet saddle blankets, talks with God, buckets full of laughter, and the life lessons learned in the process, kick off your boots and settle in. I pray these stories encourage, empower, and give you just the leg up you need. Here's to embracing the cowgirl state of mind, no matter how wild and western life may get along the way. Hello, friend. Thank you for joining us. I am thrilled to have Nikki Callison of Callison Ranch Beef on the podcast today to share her story. She's an Oklahoma cowgirl that loves God, her family, history, sunsets, and steaks. And she's also one of those women that can literally do anything. Um, I've been able to watch her a little bit closer in action over the past few years. Fun fact, Nikki is actually my sister-in-law. Ayla, who introduced me to my husband, um, it's it's her aunt. And so, um, you know, from photography to being hostess of the mostest at, at baby showers and all the things in between, I've gotten to know Nikki. And it's just such an honor today to have her on the podcast so that she can share more of her really inspiring story. So Nikki, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Dakota. I'm really excited to be on the Cowgirl Confessions podcast. I'm excited to have a few minutes to chat with you this morning. Yes, yes, me too. Um, well, let's get started. And can you just um, share with with me and the listeners kind of what your upbringing was like and your your ties to the the Western way of life? Well, I grew up on a ranch in southern Oklahoma, about a two thousand acre cattle ranch. We raised cattle and horses. My parents' motto for the ranch was raising kids, cattle, and quality horses, and they did just that. Um, I have four brothers. I am second in line, so I have three younger, and I'm almost like a second mom to to them, but I grew up riding horses and helping my parents on the ranch, but also loving all kinds of different things, and when I grew up and decided to go to college, I, I really wanted to see beyond the ranch, I guess you should say, and, and I went to college and got a degree in history, and I taught school for about 10 years. Um, in the Dallas area, absolutely loved it. But at one point, I realized that there was nowhere in the Dallas area that I could go, that it was quiet, and that it was wide open country. And I really started missing that lifestyle and how I grew up. And um, just 
decided that I needed to get back to Oklahoma and that area. And of course, I wasn't sure how that was going to happen and actually went to the national high school rodeo finals with my younger brothers and was telling my brother Cord how I was feeling. And he and I sat by the trailer and prayed about it. And I um, decided to resign from my position as teacher and not go back that fall. And when I moved back to Oklahoma, two weeks later, I met my husband, Roger. So I guess it was meant to be. Oh, man. Yeah. And I can just Im imagine, you know, you and Cord sitting there at the trailer um, praying together over something like that. And um, man, he's a great guy. I've gotten the chance to, you know, know him too over the past few years, just rodeoing and whatnot. And so you, you come from an incredible um, family and I love your family's kind of tagline about, you know, raising the kids and quality horses and all of that. It's, I mean, that's really what, what this podcast is all about too. And just women having that cowgirl state of mind. And it's so great that, that you were able to, to share that with Cord and, um, and then God, God went to work on those prayers. He does. He, he does his thing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay. So then you, you got back home, you, you met Roger. And so what, what happened next? Well, I actually, I moved back to Oklahoma um, and my cousin and I rented a house and I found a job actually teaching school, but this time with a little bit of a twist. Um, I was teaching at, um, oh, um, I guess you'd call it a psychiatric hospital for um, junior high kids. Okay. So it was, it was kind of a, it was a interesting situation, but, um, but I met Roger actually through a, a mutual friend who kept saying that we would be perfect for each other. And I had been in a, in a really bad relationship. I was not interested. I just wanted, you know, some time. And, um, and Roger had, had really experienced some great tragedy in his personal life. Um, if you follow us on Instagram at Callison Ranch Beef, I have a hashtag Callison Ranch Love Story. And I tell, tell a lot more detail there, but, um, Roger lost his wife and his two children in a car accident. And so he was at a time in his life that, that he was, um, you know, had prayed that, that God help him to go on with his life. And, um, we met both of us just really, um, enjoyed that friendship, if you will. And I think that that's a great basis for any relationship. And, um, we just, both wanted somebody to go out to dinner with or to hang out with. And uh, he had recently bought 20 heifers so that he had something in the evenings to go do because he would make it through his work day. But the evenings, I think, were the hardest for him. And so that would take him out. And, and uh, he had grown up ranching also. So I would go with him. We would stop at the store and get a, a barbecue sandwich that they called a juicy pig and go out and um, check the heifers and talk and talk about life and, and give each other some space. And um, we talked a lot about both of our futures and our love grew and, and we eventually got married. Mm, it gives me chills. And, and I, I just so appreciate how you shared, you know, I followed that hashtag and was like anxiously awaiting every time you'd make a new <laughs> post, you know, to, to share a little bit more of your story because, um, again like so much of it and and you gave full credit like God was at work 
in so many ways, you know, through connecting you guys and just through every little bit of your story. So um, for you listening, be sure to go follow that hashtag to hear more about their story. And I even had somebody, Nikki, say, have you and Roger ever thought about like having a movie made about your love story? I would <laughs> I would buy the tickets to go to the movie. Like, I'm just saying. Buy the tickets to the movie. Well, um, I, I'm trying to think who would play Roger. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I don't know that anybody could do y'all justice. You would just have to play yourself, but considering what all you have going on, that may have to be something for a little later down the road. Cause y'all are busy right now, like real busy. We, we are, but not any more than, than anybody else. You know, life takes you through seasons. I think that's one thing that, that as women I've learned the most is I really, when I was younger, wanted to, to do it all right now, afraid that that if I wasn't doing it all right now, I would miss out. And I realize now that probably even more than men, I think women have seasons of their life. And so, so this is a season that is new for us. Um, we started two years ago selling our beef direct and um, to direct to families. We ship it all over the USA. And with COVID that has really jumped and we are building a market here on the ranch. So, so yeah, not only are we busy with the regular ranch duties, but, um, but this new venture has been scary and exciting at the same time. Oh man, I, I can't even imagine, you know, all the logistics and planning that have went on with that. And, um, and I want to ask you more because some of the um, listeners had sent in questions. So I've got quite a few questions for you about that, but I want to go back Nikki, because you know, you and Roger, you met, you fell in love, you got married, but, but that was really just kind of the beginning. You have a whole nother unique part of your story and, and how you guys built your family. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, when, when Roger and I were dating, um, I, I knew that I could not have children. I, um, was born that way, not able to found out when I was 18 and, and, I knew that Roger wanted to be a, a father again. He loved being a father. And that was something we were dating that, that I was very hesitant to, to share with him. And um, I told my mom one day and she could not believe that, that I had not already told him that. And so it was definitely something that, um, that was difficult for me. And I sat down with him and told him that I would not be able to have children. And in true cowboy fashion, he sat there for a moment and he looked at me and he said, well, I'm looking for a wife, not a mayor. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, that was easier than I expected. Yeah. But um, so, so immediately when we, when we um, were going to get married, we had already been talking about adoption, knowing that that would take us, you know, some time to do that. And there again, God works in mysterious ways. We had um, applied a couple of different places. We were looking to actually go to Russia. We were signed up for that. Um, we had had the uh, Department of Human Services do our, our home study um, so that we could use it through attorneys or whatever we wanted to do. And the caseworker there kept calling and would say, you know, would you be interested in this situation or that situation? And, and we were somewhat hesitant because Roger had lost his children and we didn't want to, um, didn't feel like we were the best fit for a foster family at that time, just because we didn't want to get attached and lose again. And, um, but anyway, they called us and said, we have 
a sibling group of three that we would like to keep together and we think that you guys can do it. And I guess growing up with four brothers and taking care of them and then Roger also have been, uh, had been a father that um, they thought we were up for that challenge. And our children at the time were four, two and 16 months. And um, we met them and two weeks later, they came home with us and we didn't even have a plastic cup for a child to drink out of. So it was a whirlwind two weeks bringing them home and um, probably a really difficult, if I'm being honest, first three months, just, you know, these kids that had no structure. Um, we didn't even know them, but they were ours. And um, having three littles is tough for anybody. And, um, but we made it through it and thank the Lord. And there again, in that Cows and Ranch love story, we go, I go a little deeper as to how it came about because it was actually someone who from very distant ties um, that was in charge of making the decision about where these children went um, had heard Roger's story. And so, you know, Lord's working in there and we, um, we had our little family within a year and a half of, of getting married. And so it's, it's been an interesting road for Roger and I. Oh, wow. Okay, Nikki, how many years ago has that been now? That would be um, just almost 20 years. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're grown and I have um, a new grandbaby now. So I, I, am, I am Lolly and Roger is Pop. So if that couldn't be any cheesier. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, so just again, such a unique part of your guys' story. And I'm wondering, you know, 20 years later, is there any, and you gave such great advice earlier when you were saying, you know, you can't do it all and, and do it all well, especially, you know, for women, it, there's, yes. there's seasons of life. And um, I just so relate to that because I feel like we see so many places now, like you can do it all and you can do, and, and there's nothing wrong with working towards multiple things, but it, it's really hard sometimes when you're seeing all of this other language out there, but then just trying to keep it real. And, and the level of what you want to do well, you know, we all have different yes. expectations. And so um, I really related and appreciated you saying that, um, felt like you were speaking some life into me when you said it. Um, but what, what advice, you know, looking back, would you give, you know, your younger self or even some of the people listening that are, um, you know, entering a really new phase of life um, that, that they prayed for, but to your like you said earlier, you know, the first three months were, were really challenging. What, what would you say? I would say that, that you really need to, you can do it all. You just can't do it all well at the same time. And you've got to figure out whatever season of life you're in, what are your priorities right there? I, I like this whole idea that um, seems to be popular right now about being intentional. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a message that is coming about because, um, not just cowgirls, but women in, in general, we need to, to think about that because the world says, you know, do it all, you, you can do it. And, and I'm afraid what suffers often is the home and our kids. And it's okay to take that season and say, you know what, I am gonna do what's right for me and my family right now. And what's right for me and my family is, um, you know, if you're in that season where you're really pouring into your littles, because that is so important. Nobody raises your kids like you. 
And, um, or if, if you're in a season where you're saying, I've got more time, you know, what can I do? That, that's really how um, Selling Our Beef Direct started for me. My youngest was graduating high school and I thought, okay, um, I'm going to have, you know, a little more time. What do, what do I see that I want to do? And, and this is something that I thought was a natural extension of our ranch. And I love people and I love serving people. And, and that's where it went from there. Oh yeah. And, and you're such a people person, you know, I, um, I don't think there could be anything, you know, more better suited, I guess, for than what you're doing right now. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I feel like you're still teaching, um, because of just all the value that you provide and the things that you share, um, on your social media platforms. And, um, it's, just really encouraging the the way you go about sharing, you know, your Western way of life and y'all's uh, beef operation. And so, Nikki, I guess now, um, you know, this past year has been super challenging for for our entire nation, um, for the world, for that matter. But you said that you know earlier because of COVID, that really kind of made this demand for your beef, um, you know, even more important. So um, can you just kind of walk us through how this whole idea for creating the, the market came to be? Well, you're right. It has been a challenging time. And, and I'm just going to throw in here right now, Dakota, that these challenging times are definitely, we need more cowgirls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we can talk more about that in a minute, but uh, the, um, the market, when people looked, um, you know, when COVID first started early in the spring, I don't know about where you live, but where we live, there was not as much meat on the shelf just because COVID had hit a lot of these processing plants and the pipeline had kind of gotten bogged down and people were looking to buy direct more. And uh, we were already doing that in a position. So so we had more and more people that not only wanted to buy direct, but the market came about because we are halfway between Dallas and Oklahoma City and people would take their weekend and want to get out and would drive to the ranch just to pick up, um, you know, a bag of beef here with us and to see the ranch and to meet us. And, and we had, um, it started in a barn that I had cleaned out and had freezers and <laughs> Roger's the one who looked at me and said, if people are gonna make the drive to the ranch and to see our way of life and to pick up their beef, then you need a market. You need a place that they want to come to, that um, they enjoy coming to. And so he's, he's the visionary of the two of us and um, he got that ball rolling. So cool, so cool. So from, from there, um, you know, because I've, I've been to your home before, and like I had mentioned earlier, your hostess of the most is like absolutely love your style. It um, it's so inviting and welcoming, um, and so you are too kind, Dakota. <laughs> oh no, I'm serious. Like, but not the kind that you're scared to touch stuff, you know. And I think that yeah, probably that's... comes from being part of a big family. And um, yes. so, what has it been like, just from so far in the layout of the market, um, kind of your um, design, you know, visionary plans for that. Um, you've shared a, quite a bit, you know, behind the scenes of um, family members helping y'all get freezers and stuff ready. But um, what was the, like, the process like in planning it all out? 
Well, it started, we have um, the barn that we originally started with is a, was a metal barn that we used to, to just store extra things here on the ranch. And so we said, um, first of all, my top priority was the fact that I was shipping out of there year round. And that means in Oklahoma, um, triple digit heat in the summer and cold in the winter. And it was, it was definitely uncomfortable. And we said, okay, we need to close this in and get some central heat and air in this place. So that was the, that was the beginning. And then we added on to that barn. And um, I really like for the market kind of that industrial style. We've got one wall that's, that's brick um, coming in with a lot of really warm woods and iron. And the process was just saying, um, you know, first of all, how much is this going to cost and what can we do? How can we, how can we, um, you know, do it well, but think about, you know, how we spend our money. We were able to get some big freezers that were, had been slightly used. Um, I don't know if I'm, if I'm going about it, how that you want. Um, yeah, yeah. But the, but Roger, again, I have to give him lots of credit because he would come in and, and he saw how we could use it beyond just freezers. Um, he actually, it was his idea to install a garage door that's made of glass and it opens up on, opens the market on pretty days on one end up to a huge patio that overlooks a creek here on the ranch. And he loves to smoke beef and on a big smoker. And so he said, I can put a smoker out on this patio and we can have uh, people come, you know, on a Saturday and eat to maybe even have music or events, um, you know, long table supper or something out there. So I appreciate him thinking, you know, how can we make extensions of this? And so if, as we've just gone along, um, each decision, you just, you just make it, whether it's the type of sink or the type of, you know, what you're going to um, finish it out. But we've tried to think, how can we use this to better serve our customers, but also, you know, Dakota, we all love going to some place that that it was a fun experience, and so we wanted the market to have that feel. Oh yeah, it definitely sounds like it. It does, and I'm I'm such a visual person, so I was kind of selfishly asking for myself because I'm like, we gotta well, get down there, you know. <laughs> I haven't. I have another secret that I'm afraid I can't share just yet. We've got it'll be 30 days before I can I can tell this, but. I have, um, we've got a big surprise coming to the market that oh. is a, um, uh, I, I, I don't dare give any details yet because of the agreement that I've made, but it's going to make it an even better place for people to come and give it another element that, um, that I think people are going to want to travel to and enjoy. Oh, so fun. I love a surprise. I'm not, I'm not good at like, you know, actually uh, being the one to like host a surprise or whatever I can keep a secret but boy it's it's tough um you know I but I love being surprised um so we'll have to stay tuned and, and see what you have going on there um Nikki I want to back up for a minute because we had talked before the podcast and I just think what what you guys are offering um you know the basically direct to consumer options and you have some really neat um you know beef um, package options, or I think they're the beef boxes, right? Um, that people can sign up for the monthly subscription. Um, because my husband and I, we're in the cattle business as well. 
but we're not set up in a way to it's more of a local play for us. Um, and people are, you know, when they can actually have the room to buy half a beef, a quarter of a beef, but that's not the case for a lot of people. And, and specifically the, um, the consumer that was used to going and, and buying a couple of packs of beef at the grocery store on the weekend to get them through the week. Um, they, they don't necessarily always have the freezer space or the ability to purchase big quantities, but, but you guys solve that, you know, you're, you're the middleman um, there. So can you just tell us a little bit more about some of the, the options you have um, through your direct to consumer beef? Yes. And you mentioned about, um, you know, our, what we call our ranchers beef club, where people can sign up and get a, a box of beef each month. And it actually is super um, flexible because they can, once you, once you subscribe, we just, we just want to know how many subscribers we have so we can plan for that as far as processing our product. But um, you can pause, cancel, um, put it on hold if you're gone on vacation. I also email all of our subscribers each month and ask them if they have any requests. So with, you know, like with Valentine's coming up, we'll have lots of people that'll say, oh, put us in some steaks so we can have those for Valentine's Day or whatever. So, and that grew out of actually Backing up, my grandfather, Ray Tucker, was a um, Oklahoma State representative and also a rancher. And he sold his beef, he called it rancher's beef, and would take it, they'd put an ad in the Daily Oklahoman or the Tulsa World, letting people know where they would be at a certain time. And um, they had a big like freezer trailer and would come and people would pick up their box of beef and take it home. And you're right, you've absolutely described a lot of our customers is, they're not looking to have a whole half or they only want certain cuts. You know, when you get a half of a beef, you've got a lot of cuts. Um, you know, once you eat the steak, there's still lots of other things uh, about the beef that you have in your freezer. So, so with our product, people can get exactly what they want and the amount that they want. Interesting enough, I have a lot of cattlemen that are my customers and it's because they know what a good product is and they want premium beef but maybe they're a cow-calf operation and they sell their calves every year and they're not interested in the two-year process um, of, you know, raising a calf, weaning the calf, then feeding out the calf until it, um, you know, is at that, uh, what we call prime processing um, age. But we take ours from start to finish and um, we're able to, to give a homegrown um product. We go the extra step to have it 21 day dry aged. And so you're not going to find a finer um, piece of beef in a fine restaurant as you can through, through ordering from Cows and Ranch Beef. Oh man, that, and, and like you said, it's, there's so many different avenues that you can be a part of in the cattle industry. And so just to hear that, um, you know, it's, it's not just the consumer that you know, is used to buying at the grocery store, but also, um, you know, people that are, are in the same livelihood as you, but just in a different way that are coming in and purchasing beef. Um, so exactly. Just and, and Dakota, um, you know, and I say that just because if people want that option and we, we offer that as an option in no way do I want that to take away from people buying beef at the grocery store, because actually here on Callison Ranch, 
um, the beef that we raise from start to finish and sell direct is really only a small part of what we do. We're like a lot of other cattlemen. We sell steers that go on down the road that are going to end up in your, your grocery store. So, so we are pro beef, however people want to get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that's, you know, on our side, um, you know, we have the ability where we have a few cow calves, but when my husband and I got married, um, almost four years ago now, we, we transitioned, um, from him being primarily cow calf into the feeder calf operation. And so, yes. um, you know, while, while we're not going to have a shortage of, of beef <laughs> on our end, um, it, it's very much our product is going to the feedlot and then on to, you know, um, ending up at a grocery store. And yeah. so, um, but yeah. You're, you're feeding lots of great families, great beef. So we well, appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I, I tell you beef, it's what's for, for dinner, breakfast, lunch. We, um, <laughs> we, we love beef. And um, I, one of the other reasons, like I just enjoy, you know, all the content that you share is you have some great recipes. And so I'm wondering what are like a couple of your, you know, favorite quick and easy kind of go-tos that you make with beef? I think, I think my biggest go-to that I love is um, we have a Callis Ranch taco soup that I call it. And if somebody wants me to throw out the, the recipe real quick, I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. You just brown a package of ground beef, drain it. And then it takes a can of um, white hominy, a can of yellow hominy, a can of Rotel tomatoes, a can of um, regular just like diced tomatoes and a can of either corn or the Mexi corn. I like to find the Mexi corn. You just have to get it up high, but it just has um, red and green bell peppers in it. And then a can of pinto beans. And if you want to spice it up a little more, get the can of pinto beans with the jalapenos in it. But you just, you don't drain any of those cans. After you've drained your beef, you just pour in all of those cans um, and then two cans of water and then put in a package of Lipton, I'm, I'm sorry, I gotta back up. A package of Hidden Valley Ranch dressing and a package of taco seasoning. And let that come to a boil and then simmer. Put some um, cheese and tortilla chips on it. It is amazing. It's easy to make for a huge crowd if you need to or, or it freezes perfectly. So that would be a great go-to. That, that sounds like um, it would be great for the crock pot. And I'm all about a crock pot. Like yes. it's like a wife, you know? I mean, it is, it's doing the work while you're off doing the work. And so, um, yeah, I'll definitely have to, to try that out. Um, well, Nikki, what I what have do you have a go-to? I always need a good recipe. Well, I have no doubt that you've, you know, made this before, um, but I love um, being able to just throw a roast together and leave it on yeah. all day in the crock pot, you know, and um, it's just, it's so easy. And then from watching, you know, some of your videos, I, I realized that I didn't need to be getting rid of that, that broth, you know, the beef broth <laughs> afterwards. So I've, I've started, you know, saving that and, um, you know, just, having it to incorporate either back into, you know, a, another meal or even uh, warming it up and, and drinking it. Um, so that, that's been really, you know, again, your, your lemon water and a couple other things that you've taught me, you know, through your videos you share. So that's, that's probably my go-to. And, um, you know, it's great because whatever you have left over, then you can have like roast beef sandwiches later in the week. It's, it's just really easy and 
we we don't we don't throw any of it away so exactly exactly well you know it's funny when I first started being on social media I really hesitated in sharing any of my recipes because you know, I would watch these other people that everything was all from scratch and, and that's not how I cook. Um, I, I cook for utilitarian reasons. You know, I grew up with four brothers. You've got to feed people. Mm -hmm. And, and I have learned more and more, you know, because I would say, you know, well, just open a package of this. And, um, and I thought, well, that's probably not what people want, but, but I have found that people really do like that. It's like, okay, yes, I can get that, open it, make it easy because my job is to feed my family and and they want to eat well yes yes i i appreciate recipes like that you know and um and then it makes it even more meaningful when i get to have something made from scratch that my grandma made you know that's yes. like a special occasion deal <laughs> um otherwise we're definitely on the utilitarian side here as well um at our house Nikki, I have so enjoyed getting to visit with you today. I've got just a couple of um, questions we'll roll through from the listeners um, before okay. we wrap this up. I know you've got a big day ahead of you. Um, so one of the questions was, what advice do you have for just being um, a strong woman? For being a strong woman? I would say that it's much easier to be a strong woman if you know that there is a higher power than you. When, when I think about God and how he loves us and what he wants to do for us and what he's capable of, then I, it gives me strength. It gives me confidence because I'm relying on something that is, um, is steadfast. Mm, so, so good, Nikki. Um, do you miss teaching? I miss teaching, yes. And I love teaching. And I think probably on my social media, that's one of the things that I, why I enjoy sharing things and ideas and um, sharing what we do here on the ranch, because I really, really love kids and I loved teaching when I did. I taught fourth and fifth grade, but, um, and that's one of the things I want to do here at the market is in our big shipping area, I want the tables to be able to be rolled to the sides so that we can have classes and do things um, that relate to teaching. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. Um, would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Oh, you know, that's actually a hard one for me. Um, I've, I'm the person that if I'm in a class, I'm the one that um, will sit there quiet probably for the first couple of sessions of the class, just observing everything. And, um, but I don't mind being in people. I actually like doing some public speaking. That's one of my my goals for 2021 is to have some public speaking engagements. So, so I'm kind of a middle of the road person. I really do enjoy my own, um, my own company. So I can be alone, but, but I love people too. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. What is the wildest thing you've ever had to patch together um, either on the ranch or while you've been traveling with duct tape, baling wire or bungee cords? <laughs> That's, that's a great question. You know, you, you've got to have a bailing wire at all times. Um, <laughs> I, I would say that we've patched together a number of vehicles or fences. Um, I ride the prairie. It's a, it's about 1400 acres in the summer where we run some steers and uh, my horse Bo and I ride that ourselves. And I've had to, to find a piece of wire here and, and patch up. But I would think that the wildest thing that I've ever patched up was, um, when I was 
barrel racing, um, I used to rodeo a lot with my family and my tie down broke. And I pretty much created a tie down for my horse. Um, it's, if y'all aren't familiar, it goes under the bridle and helps the horse with their headset. And um, anyway, patch that up with some wire and duct tape. Atta girl, you just gotta get it done sometimes. Get, get it time. done, that's right. That's right. Um, Nikki, I really like asking this question, you know, to all of our guests, you know, this podcast is dedicated to just sharing um, the cowgirl state of mind with women, whether they've never had the chance to sling their leg over a horse or um, they, they grew up in that lifestyle like you have. So what does the phrase cowgirl state of mind mean to you? When I think of cowgirl state of mind, I think about freedom and independence. And I think that that social media um, wants us as as people, not just women, but people, to to put you in a in a a category. And I think that I love cowgirls because even it, within the cow, category of cowgirls, so to speak, you have so many. It's a collective independence, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I think that that as a cowgirl, it means spending time thinking about who you are, who you want to be, where you want to go, what impact you want to have in the world, and go do it. There's a line in um, Lonesome Dove that I love that where Gus says, this is where we find out who's really a cowboy. And I think about that with cowgirls. You know, we've all got one life, and this is where we find out who's a cowgirl. And go out, be you, be independent, and... Um, and when I say be independent, I don't mean from, from your family. I just mean from the ideas of the world, if that does not fit what your standards for life are. Oh, such a beautiful answer. And I'm just like, you know, grinning ear to ear right here, just with, with what you just shared. And um, really just love that, that answer and couldn't agree with you more um, just about how it's such a collective, you know, um, there's so much freedom and oh, yeah. yeah, you've, you've been around rodeos, Dakota. And, and if you think about cowboys and cowgirls, they may all be sitting there with their boots and spurs and jeans and hats on, but everybody wants their little something that m makes them unique or stand out. And everybody celebrates that. Yeah. It, it's a great, great lifestyle. And, um, to be a part of, and I'm, I'm so thankful that, you know, I got to grow up in that and, and having people like you that have shared in it as well that we can introduce it to other people that haven't had that opportunity and, and make them feel welcome and I, I truly believe that you know you and Roger are doing that um cows and ranch beef is just it's and it's an extension of just kind of that that rodeo world but really that western way of life rural America that I think people are hungry for it Nikki and, I, I and right. it, it's it's just exciting to see um you know, how you guys are, are being good stewards of um, all the things that God's blessed you with and as well as, um, you know, just how you're serving others um, along you. the way. You're, you're very kind to say that, but I think you're right. When we, you know, we started this um, direct to consumer beef, but it's really not about the beef. It, it's, a, it's a gateway for people to, to see into our lifestyle because you're right, they're, they're hungry for um, something unique and something that, that throughout the generations 
we still hold our standards high. Oh man, I I can't wait to get down there and visit the market. Um, I know it's just going to be an awesome experience. And um, we can't wait to have you. Yeah, well, thank you so much, uh, Nikki. Can you tell everybody where they can um, follow along and keep up to date with what all's going on with you guys? Yes, thank you so much. And and Dakota, I I answer your questions, but I I want to sit here and ask you questions because I admire you so much. So so thank you and thank you for doing this podcast. I know a lot of work goes into that, but well, anybody anybody can find us um, on social media. We are at Callison Ranch Beef. Um, on Facebook or Instagram. It's also callisonranchbeef.com. Or if you want to email me directly, it's Nikki, N-I-K-K-I at callisonranchbeef.com. And so thank you guys for listening and thank you, Dakota, for having me. You bet, Nikki. Well, um, we will be in touch. And hey, maybe um, maybe in the future, uh, we'll have it and you can come on and ask me some questions because I haven't gotten brave enough to do a solo episode yet, but I've had some people ask and it'd just be easier to have somebody ask me questions than oh, just I listen to myself that. talk. I so. would love that. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, thank you again, Nikki. I've so enjoyed it and um, have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. Bye. you for spending your time with me on the Cowgirl Confessions podcast. I'm so glad y'all stopped by. If you could take a moment to share this episode and tag us on social media, I'd be happier than a cowgirl and a sea of buy one, get one vintage turquoise. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. New episodes will be released bi-monthly. Please leave us a review if you feel so led by going to iTunes. Your feedback will really help us breed the idea of grabbing life by the horns with a cowgirl state of mind into women across the globe. Some that may have never even had the privilege to throw their leg over a horse, but could most certainly use the cowgirl state of mind while navigating life. Thanks again, y'all. Until next time, keep pursuing your dreams with that all-go and no-woe mentality. Remember... You're writing a story that's worth saddling up for, sister.